Hello and welcome to the Ignite Workplace Unity podcast. I am your host, Dr. Brandy, and this podcast is powered by the Calling All Allies Project. We literally are home of the outsourced DEI department. We know that right now so many organizations are cutting DEI budgets. They're firing their chief diversity officers and they're transitioning. But one of the things that we realize after working with hundreds and hundreds of companies is that you literally can do DEI the easiest way possible. You can ignite workplace unity and you don't have to do it all yourself. So go over to callingallallies.com, learn more about your outsourced DEI department. Yeah, and we make DEI easy. What else can I say? So, all right, super excited. We are literally at the end of the season. I mean, there's so many things that we have been talking about and discussing. I can't wait to get into the topic for today. I know you all are probably interested because you saw the title that says, I quit. But before we jump into today's episode, I want to tell you right now, save the date. There literally is no excuse because it is virtual. And I know some of you, I can already hear it. You're starting to go, oh, another virtual thing, another virtual event. I have I have Zoom fatigue. And first of all, this event is not going to be on Zoom. Okay. We are launching our first ever DEI committee con. And literally all of you ERG resource group leaders, nonprofits, companies, organizations who have diversity and inclusion committees of any kind and you are struggling and you do not know how to make sure that your programs are sustainable and how to do it the right way. And you might, your budget might be a little low in terms of being able to afford a consultant to come in and really help you do everything. If this is you, DEI Committee Con is for you. You have to get in the building, in the virtual building. Uh, if you're just listening to the podcast, I'm sorry, because you're about to miss the dopest trailer ever. It's such high energy, uh, the way that we put the trailer together. But if you're watching this episode, take a look at the DEI Committee Con 2023 trailer, and I'll be right back to tell you a little bit more. Wow. Okay. Every every time I don't even need to see anything. Every time I just hear the beat, the, the rhythm, the vibe uh, of the music that we put on the trailer, I absolutely love it. So I'm not going to give you all the details because I want to force you to go to DEICommitteeCon.com. You get the details, you get the date, you get everything that you need. Uh, just grab your pass. It literally, the cost is nominal. You need to be in the building and you need to know what you don't know. I mean, there are too many professionals out there who are working on DEI with their companies and their organizations. And you know, you don't know everything. You know that your DEI certification that you got at that university didn't really teach you enough in terms of what it is to practically and applicably uh, 
um, be able to launch and sustain DEI programs and initiatives and organizations. And so this isn't book smarts. This literally is practical. Everything you need to know about how to get your uh, DEI committee's events planned, sponsored, well-attended, how to be innovative, how to be creative. We don't want to keep doing panel after panel after panel after panel. I mean, I'm just saying. I think season two, we spent almost the entire season of the podcast talking about ERGs and DEI committees, how you can fix them. So join us fall 2023. And if you're listening to this in the future, don't worry, we should be doing this hopefully every single year. So check it out, DEICommittecon.com. And with that being said, let's jump into the topic of the day. And yes, I quit. I quit. In matter of fact, I'm taking the entire Calling All Allies project team with me, all of our advisors, all of our HR consultants, everyone who we work with, who we spend time, effort, and energy to hire to support the DEI work of organizations. Guess what, y'all? We all quit. And I'm going to tell you what we're quitting, why we're quitting it. And this really is a public service announcement to companies and organizations out there who are working in DEI. So I literally was having a conversation um, with uh, a member of our team because we, we just fired a client again. Okay. And I, there's always one per year. There's, there's one every year. So I'm going to assume this is the one, uh, for 2023. Um, and, and I recommend that every consultant doesn't matter what industry that you are in, but, um, every consultant, um, service provider that you really, um, start to learn the power of, um, knowing when and being able to walk away from clients. And in this particular scenario, now here's the thing. This is what I want to mention. <clears throat> and if you've been following us for quite some time or following me, um, it's never anything personal. Business is business. But I love to use these moments as really learning moments for consultants who are doing this work. You're pulling your hair out. You're trying to figure out what in the world am I going to do with this client? Why is this engagement so challenging? You know, how do I back out gracefully? What what do I do? Um uh, so that that's one piece. Um, but also, I think because there are, you know, multiple perspectives to every engagement that you have, there's a company and organizational perspective. I want to use and share this really as um, a public service announcement to companies and organizations, because I, I am starting to believe that people, leaders and companies, sometimes they don't they don't understand how. Um, their actions are really exclusionary, how their actions are inequitable and how they're trying to do things. They're trying to press forward, but the foundational principles that they're using to to run their, their business or their organization are out of alignment with DE&I. And so one of the things that we, uh, rules that we have, guidelines, values that we have here at the Calling All Allies Project is that you have to be in alignment with DEI principles. That means that we're not just going to work with you so that we can implement and put all of these DEI initiatives and activities and programs in place and processes and policies. That's not our only job. We're going to do those things in an equitable way as well. So we're not going to allow um, our process to not be equitable, to not foster those DEI values 
even though what we're doing is DNI. Does that make sense to everyone? Because I think people don't understand. And, and every once in a while, uh, we'll encounter um, a client that will be like, can we just get this done? Can we just get it done and make that decision? And we're going, no, we want to make that decision in an equitable way. So who needs to be in the room for us to make that decision? No, we want to do this in an equitable process because how ironic is it that we're doing DEI and we're implementing programs for you, but the processes that we use are actually out of alignment with those values. Are you all following me? And so we're pretty strict about that. And so, um, yeah, we, we fired a, a client recently and I want to really um, unpack some of what we saw and what we observed that led us to that decision. I want to give you some tangible examples of things that may be going on because I think sometimes we need a mirror put up and um, so that we can see, wow, okay, we do that. Oh my gosh, we do that too. We do that too, you know? Um, and the other thing I, I want to say about really what we're quitting is we, we officially... And we never really, I think we may have had one client early, early on that we, which is how we established this value that we actually let them run everything. And we were like, that wasn't good. And it still didn't work out anyway, right? But we, we are officially quitting allowing companies who do not know what they're doing in DEI to try to tell us how to do DEI, DE&I. We're officially quitting allowing companies who couldn't find their way out of a brown paper bag without us to have us and then try to tell us every single strategy that that we're recommending is incorrect, wrong, or won't work. We are quitting and taking companies' money who really are not uh, grounded in and willing to actually do DEI or do anything for that matter in an equitable manner. Okay. That's what, that's what we're just not, that's the, and the, it's like, duh, Dr. Brandy, why do you have to say that? You're trying to make this like a topic and they, no, but there are a lot of consultants out there right now, some of them that you're working with and they really don't care if you get outcomes or not. They could care less. They want your money. They want your check. There are a lot of firms out there that they don't care about the impact or anything. They, they're, they're saying we're, we're literally, we're going to let you sabotage the whole thing and we're going to cash check after check after check and we're, good luck and it'll be over and we'll, we will move on. But we have to start having a level of integrity in this diversity, equity and inclusion work to be able to say, I don't care how much you pay. I don't care what the number is. And in this case, for us, we we owe them a refund. We literally are going to have to give them money back. That's how bad it was that we do not want to work with this organization. And you can only imagine in this day and age with this type of inflation, with overhead, with business costs, that do I want to write a check for several thousand dollars back to a company? I really don't. There's everything in me that just cringes at the thought. But you know what is more of a nightmare is sitting and in um, standing by and watching a group of people who literally do not value diversity, equity, and inclusion at all. And it's ugly and it's dirty and it's nasty behind the scenes. You, know, you ever met people that are nice, nasty, where they're like, I definitely hate you. You know, like everything they say, uh, everything they do when they interact with you, not that they say, but that they do just screams, I don't like you. I hate your guts, right? They won't say it. But every all of their actions say it right. This is that client. A couple things I want to break down real quick. 
when you are consulting in an organization, um, one of the things we have to do is make sure that stakeholders are part of the process. So we, of course, did this. We have a group of stakeholders that are part of the process. If you have too many cooks in the kitchen, it, it just makes it painstaking. If you have eight, nine people that are involved, even seven is, we always like to say five is great. And so <clears throat> if you have more than that, it can take so long to get everybody on the same page and everyone has an opinion, everyone has a perspective. And inevitably, we know from psychology that the larger a work group is, the less people are going to do the work. Only four people, five people are going to be doing the work anyway. So when you have eight people, it's dead weight, not because they are dead weight, but it's just how group dynamics work. OK. And so the first red flag was we recommended to this uh, organization. This is our number. This is our group. This is, we're good. And they already was back and forth amongst them about who's going to be in the meeting, who's not going to be in the meeting, who can be in the meeting, why wouldn't they be in the meeting? Well, we need this person in the meeting. We did not say, oh, 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 the power struggles already start. Is this about doing this effectively and efficiently? Uh, or is this about who's going to be, you know, in the process? But we said, no big deal. Bring everybody. So the first accommodation we made is fine. Let all those people come. That's fine. Number two, let's meet weekly. We want to meet every week in the beginning of an engagement so that we can have momentum. We get an email back. No, we're not. We're going to be doing bi-weekly. We say, oh, okay. All right. Well, it's going to take a little bit longer, but whatever you want. And I'm giving, I'm breaking this, these things down because I want to help you all understand, you think this is just about a program happening. You think this is just about some policies being audited. You think this is just about, you know, an, an initiative being launched. It's every single step of the process. It's not the what that we're trying to do that makes DEI challenging. It's how we get there. And the how is a secret sauce with any consultant. How I'm going to get an organization there, how Calling All Allies is going to get an organization to their final destination, right? And how another consultant... It's totally different. That's where the, the fun and the creativity and the innovation happens. And quite frankly, we can get to the end result and to the end impact um, impact by a, a variety of different routes. Right. So there isn't a one size fits all DEI. And that's one of our values as well. But that was okay. red flag number one. And, and, and inevitably what happens is you're spending twice as long getting through an engagement because of the schedule. You have people that actually do not participate, this key stakeholders, because you had too many to begin with. So two, three, four people are gone at every meeting and every which slows the decision making process. And so what was their solution? Well, we'll just make the decision without these people. But then when we had a meeting and made a decision without those people, then those people that weren't in the meeting switched the decision and wanted to do something else. Have you all ever, ever had that happen where it's like we just just show up? Just show up at the top. But what it is, I'm, I'm just going to break this down to you. That is inequity. That is when you, the processes that we need in order to get to a positive result, they're not present. And so what we were trying to explain is that we have a certain process that we know is going to move us forward so there won't be confusion. So people won't be missing and then changing and giving their opinion after the meeting. And then so that you don't have people that drop off that are not included, but the, you, you like all of those things are part of the work. So what, what is, what is the, so what Dr. Brandy, what are you trying to tell us? First and foremost, I think it's important for companies to realize you have to submit to the process. You can't submit to half of the process. You can't submit to a quarter of the process. 
process, you can't submit to 99% of the process. You hire someone to help you. And then if you double back and micromanage the process or undo all of every step of the way, then you have to own the fact that you've sabotaged your own organization's success. And this particular client is not unique um, and, you know, different and like the worst client in the world. Absolutely. Actually, there were many um, amazing highlights uh, working with them on this process. Overall, for the most part, good folks, good people, uh, well-intentioned, actually, uh, individuals and people. People, would I, um, you know, grab a cup of coffee or a cup of tea with them outside of this work? Absolutely. So it's not personal. But when you're talking about organizational change, I love what I heard recently from a speaker or coach or consultant. And, and he said, and I mentioned it maybe on another podcast or something, but he said, you know, to push through and you need determination to be able to push through. This is the group. They check the box on determinate. They are determined to make sure. And they already had hiccups before engaging with us around DEI, around art, articulating why the organization needed DEI on getting buy in from the organization. They already had issues which now we saw in the back end, I, we're like, we can see why you had issues because your logic, you just don't know what you don't know. So you're doing things the wrong way. Great intentions, but uh, poor execution, right? So they already had some issues, but their determination was there. And so that's what I love because they were not willing to give up. They were willing to move forward. But what this person said, this coach that I was into, he said, but you need courage to change. And that's what they didn't have. They did not have the courage to change. They didn't have the courage to do something differently. They didn't understand that in order to get different results, you have to do things differently. What you wanted was someone to come in and co-sign all of your bad ideas. Let that just hit where, I mean, and the, the reason why you have um, a consultant, an advisor is to stop you from making those bad decisions Right. It's to, it's to block you from making future mistakes. And so what got you here won't get you there. And so for organizational leaders, it can be very challenging when an external organization or a company is trying to support you. And um, instead of being more vulnerable, maybe and saying we're nervous about this. This is very different for us. Wow. This is so new. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm a little bit anxious about, you know, this, instead of being vulnerable and honest and transparent, what happens is pointing fingers. This will never work. This will never work. I don't think we need that. We don't need that. Why would we do it this way? Why would we do that? And it's just like, I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit. Cause this is what we're not going to do. We're not, that's like me asking a neurosurgeon. I have some uh, issues with my brain. I need them to do surgery on me. And when they say they have to cut my skull open here and laser this. And I, I don't know, of course, what neurosurgeons really do, but they need to remove this and scrape that. And, and at every step, I'm like, why would you do that? Do you have to scrape? Is there an alternative we can do to scraping that off? And do you have to remove that? It's like, ma'am, e either you, either you want to be cured or not. So I, I don't have the time to make you a full blown ex, uh, expert neuroscience. I don't have time for that. Um, so Either schedule the surgery, right, or cancel the surgery, put yourself through school, you know, and then some of what they're telling you, it doesn't make sense anyway, because I'm not a neurosurgeon. In the same way, I see a lot of companies, organizations, leaders and things like that. They're they're looking for that doesn't make sense. Why would you do this? Why would you do this? Well, you know why? Because we've done it before and it's worked before. 
That's that's it's just that simple. It's already worked with another organization. It's already proven. We've already been in the so I I can't I know why your brain doesn't think that this makes sense as a DEI strategy, which is probably why you haven't implemented it yet. But there's I'm not expecting you to get it because you you haven't done it before. And so when you have to constantly drag your clients along, pull them along the whole process, it really can be challenging and you have to know when to quit. Okay. And so I believe that there are some consultants and some advisors out there that needed to hear this and need to understand that, that it, the client is not always right. And at the end of the day, if, if their success and their impact is going to be sabotaged, you have to just get out. If, if you know, just ethically, do not take other people's money to not get them results, period. You know, and then we have clients that are amazing. And they go into the wilderness with us now. They go into the wilderness, but they're willing to kind of go through that uncomfortable period. And on the other side, they're like, oh my gosh, this was amazing. We're like, I know we told you, we told you, we told you it was going to be great. You did the work. You had the courage to change. And for organizations and organizational leaders, when you're afraid of change, when that fear rises up in you, when you're not sure and you're confused and you're a little bit nervous, just say that. Be authentic. Don't point the finger. Don't try to sabotage the consultant's reputation or their credibility. Don't do that. Just be honest and say, I am nervous. This is a stretch for us. Talk that out so that you can come to a happy medium. Okay, that's it. That's all we have time for for today's episode. I hope there was just a nugget or two that maybe resonated with with anyone. And guess what? Even after all of that, shout out to the companies the organizations that even if you did have to find more than one DEI consultant, even if your consultant fired you and shout out to the advisors that even if you had to fire a client, it doesn't matter. We're all in this doing the work. So this is not a someone wins and someone loses everyone. You either win or you learn. And so on all sides, it's a learning experience. And I, I love when we have an opportunity to release a client so that they can find um, an advisor or a consultant or a firm that better fits where they are. You know, everyone's not trying to innovate in DEI like we are. Sometimes they need baby steps and there's nothing wrong with that. So just, I just want to say that so that the heart of um, some of the things I mentioned and things like that is not to blame or to demonize anyone. It's really to shed light on dynamics that happening that are happening behind the scenes so that we can push forward. So look, all things, all of that aside, did you go on DEI Committee Con yet? <laughs> DEICommitteeCon.com. Please do not miss this event. And if you have any questions for us, send them over because uh, we're doing a Q&A episode pretty soon. And I'd love to get your questions answered. That being said, we will see you on the next episode. Matter of fact, we'll see you next season. Bye.